Badger Cast number 52. Straight from southeastern Wisconsin, bringing you your slice of Badgerland. Welcome to Badger Cast. And now your host, Julie and Dale. Hey, a freak show. Hello and welcome to BadgerCast, your slice of Wisconsin life. I'm Dale. And I'm Julie. And are you awake yet? It's better. Okay. I have my glasses on. Now, now she can see. She was kind of... You are awoken from a nap to do the show. I was. Yes. So dedicated am I. Oh, so dedicated. Yeah, we've been so dedicated. We haven't had a show for two and a half months. Not because of me. Oh, 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 how's that? You're never around when I'm in the mood. Now, we're not talking about... uh... I just... Did you just... (laughs) Yes. We're not talking about our love life here. Either was I. (laughs) So there. So there. Mm -hmm. All right. So it's been since uh, mid mid August since we recorded last. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's been going on? Life. Yeah. Okay. Let's be a little bit more specific than life. Um. We had Labor Day. Labor Day. School. School teaching, starting. Work. Biking. Other things that other we'll get things, to. Yeah. Um. So let's start off with, like, school. The kids starting school. Yes. They started school. It's a tough year this year. Why is that? Well, we have a freshman, we have an eighth grader, and we have a sixth grader. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think freshman says it all. Yes. And I know there are other parents out there who wholeheartedly agree with me. Yes, I'm sure there are. Mm -hmm. And you can add... The constant barrage of freshman crap that we deal with. Freshman crap. See, I I stay away from all of the ins and outs of school. Oh, you mean you forgot homecoming? You forgot being toilet papered and? <gasps> oh yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What was the, what that. was that mixture? It was shaving cream mixed with something else, and words written all over our front lawn and all over the cars. Yeah, you, you, yeah. You forgot yeah. all that. Uh, we learned a new word. Yes, but we're not going to use it. <laughs> it was a derogatory show. term. Yes. So a new one. Yes. Oh, um, that reminds me. Let's talk about. Well, let's talk about uh, Labor Day, and then I'll talk about uh, the feed. Labor Day was fun, like it always is. We our college group got together, the sixteen adults and the twenty-some kids, and we had a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm having flashbacks to leech tag. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Getting tackled. Mm-hmm. Um, ripping my son's shorts from the waist, from the the um, bottom hem, up, from the hem up to the waistband, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and laughing hysterically about it. He wasn't so happy. No. 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 Uh, volleyball. Lots of volleyball. Lots of volleyball. A little bit of biking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had a good weekend. Mm-hmm. Good weekend. Um, let's see. Oh, the feed. Mm. All right. I'm going to have to apologize to all of our listeners because we had a problem. That would be you because I don't deal with it. Well, what happened was that sometime in September, I got a little email from iTunes mm-hmm. saying, bye-bye, we dropped you. Why, I said. Why? Well, they said that I had Spam. First I've heard of it. Yeah, well, I look at um, the BadgerCast website, and there's like 15,000 spam messages. 15,000? Something like that. It was a mess. Did we get hacked? I don't know if we got hacked or not, but what I had to do was clean up all of these spam messages mm-hmm. and reapply for an iTunes um, feed. And that took you two and a half months. It did not. It took me a month. <laughs> <laughs> so as of now, the new BadgerCast feed, you can find it at feeds.feedburner.com. 
mm-hmm. slash BadgerCast podcast. You'll have to remind me. And on iTunes, we are now the BadgerCast podcast. Okay. So you can find us, still find us on iTunes. They, they were more than happy to uh, give us back a feed. They were? Yeah, once we fixed it, I guess. Hmm. So, so once again, I apologize to all of you who tried to find us but couldn't. But the good thing is you didn't miss anything because we Not haven't really. been doing anything. Well, we haven't been podcasting. Well, we haven't been podcasting. There is a difference. Yes. So, why don't you tell us about our little bike ride? We talked about our bike ride. No, we didn't talk about the bike ride that we went with uh, on the Mequon Thienesville Trail. Do I have to? That brings back some sad memories. And a lot of bills. And and a lot of bills that I'm still dealing with. (sighs) If I must. Well, I took a day off from work, first of all. You did? Yes, on a Friday. And and, And we went on the lovely Inner Urban Trail, which starts in Mequon. And goes up an old railway path all the way to Port to, Washington. Well, it goes past Port Washington, but that's where we stopped. Okay. I believe it goes all the way up to Sheboygan. It could have, yes. Because it's like... The inner urban railway did in the... that the, the path is on. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if the, the trail goes all the way up to Sheboygan. Anyway, it's a very nice bike trail. Mm-hmm. We had a great day. We biked up to Port Washington, we came back, we found this little cafe in Cedarburg, we had a really nice lunch, we beat you back to the um, parking lot, my friend from work and I were waiting for you, and then it went got kind of downhill from there. Yeah, it kind of went... Uh-huh. Because then we got back in the car, we loaded up our bikes. Which car are we talking about at this point? We're talking about the Suburban. My, 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 my... Your baby. My baby. Mm-hmm. My paid-off baby. Your big paid-off baby. Yeah, huh? Which I fully plan on keeping for a while, still. Okay. And, and we got back in it, and Sorry, we I'm did some errands. Sorry, I shouldn't do that. We went to Mayfair. We spent a little time at Mayfair just shopping and hanging out. Yep. Uh-huh. We got back in said vehicle, and we were on our way home. But we took a little detour. <sighs> what was the detour? <laughs> The detour was, uh, you know, this little bitty four-car accident and a trip to the emergency room? Yeah. (laughs) Well, hopefully, well, it was kind of more of two two two-car accidents. Depends on who you're listening to. If you talk to the the county trooper, Uh. it was one accident involving four cars in which car number one did something that caused car number two to ram into her. Yeah. Okay. And then car number three tried to brake and got away and did get away. She actually bypassed the accident. Car number four, being us, slammed on the brakes and wasn't going to stop and tried to take evasive maneuvers and just didn't quite make it and ended up spinning out at 65 miles an hour and ended up facing traffic. So. After hitting the third car's bumper. Yes. Mm hmm. Yes. So, other than, well, go other, on. Other than being bumped and bruised and then the pain really getting to me and deciding I really needed to take a trip to the hospital because I know what seatbelts can do damage to. Unfortunately, everything was okay. Um, learned some things. What did you learn? That my temperature goes up really high when I'm biking. My, my temperature going into the emergency room was 101.3, and that was an hour after we biked. And that was, they were concerned about that because it was unusual on an, just a normal Correct. accident like that to spike a temperature. Correct. Consider, and with the pain I was having, which was all lower abdomen, and that I hadn't been biking in over an hour, and yeah, they were. All right. But everything was okay. Mm-hmm. My baby, on the other hand. Not so good. Needed to have. Hmm. It was good that we had three cars in the stable. It is true. Because it was gone for two weeks. Two weeks. Which was pretty fast, all things considered. But I wound up with 
Hmm, a new bumper, a new left front quarter panel, a new headlight, um, a new hood, a new hood, and a new bug shield. There you go. And that was after pleading with the insurance adjuster, who was about to total my car, and I told him there was no way in hell that I wanted to buy a new car. Since we just bought a new car two months before. Well, no, I, I have. I have a goal in mind for this car, and I'm not at my 300 and some thousand miles yet. Okay. And it's still in good running condition, and it's still in decent shape, and I was not totaling said car. Or truck, I should say. And he's like, well, the mileage. I said, I don't care about the mileage. It's still a decent vehicle. And Because what would they have given you if they totaled it? I have no clue. Not enough to buy a new one. Right. They would have given you probably what it's worth. As... Which isn't much when you consider a... 2001 Chevy Suburban with 215,000 miles on it. Yeah. So. So I got my truck back after two weeks. I loved the auto body shop. They were very nice. That's good. Mm-hmm. So that was exciting, but not good. <laughs> I could uh, do without are, it. Oh, yeah. Speaking of another one. And I... Uh, Another incident with automobiles. Yes. Yes, I got a speeding ticket. Lucky you, not me. Yeah, well, I still have to pay for a speeding ticket. Mm. I got an extension. Oh, well. Yeah, December 4th. Mm. Just let you know. Mm -hmm. Can we get off of the vehicles? All right, well, that's our vehicle talk and stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then... um, the rest of September was pretty much a blur for me. I don't remember. Not really. School. It's it's the start of school. There's all the meetings and all the IEPs and this, that, and the other thing and all kinds of school stuff. And Ben had his football season. Undefeated conference play. Mm-hmm. They only lost one game. It was a non-conference game. Yep. And that was a nasty game, too. It was uh, at Whitewater. It was raining and windy and just terrible. And they only lost by, I think, four or five points. He says two points. Two points. Two points. Okay. I'm I'm corrected. They only lost by two points. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty good. So now we've moved on to basketball. Yes. Basketball practice started this past week or so. Mm-hmm. And his first game is on Tuesday in Cambridge. Uh-huh. So we will be, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Columbus, Columbus, farther away. And also starts the weight room that yes. he wants to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's. Uh, and now we start volleyball for number three. Yes, yes. She's very excited about that. And. uh Let's see. October October's been really blur for me because I've been working on a project at work that is taking all of my time and energy and driving me totally, absolutely insane. Sounds like work for me because we have a new computer system that started October first. And are you totally, completely insane, or it's we, insane? We we are learning to adjust. It's called Epic. I don't know how many people have heard of Epic, but it is, from what I gather. One of the directives of our government to get all of the hospitals on Epic because the goal would be for your re- medical record to be wherever you go because they would be on Epic. And it's not like you have free access. You'd have to you know, request electronically the records from another hospital, but feasibly... So everything is on I could go to a hospital in California and they, oh, well, you were at a hospital and they had Epic. I can, I can electronically ask for the records and get your whole history so you don't have to spout it back to them. I can see that being good and bad at the same time. Yes. I, you don't, I don't particularly want you to necessarily know all of my medical history. That's not relevant to the situation at hand. I hear you. So how does that ha- maybe how does how does that once they have access they would be able to access your record Okay so let's just say I have a broken leg Mhm I also have something else in my past that I don't want 
people to generally know about. What happens there? Tough shit. They, they know about it. Because now, on paper, you can, you can specifically say what you want them to know when they request records. Electronically, I don't believe they can do that. Hmm. Because they would be able to see any encounter. I have not seen, at least in what I've seen so far, in requesting records that they can limit specific things from that record. It might be possible. I haven't seen it. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. The pluses, when you're dealing with the gerontology population... Well, Ger- I mean, or I shouldn't say gerontology, geriatric population. Geriatric population. Is what I've encountered recently. Well, you have it on the computer. I may have it on the computer, but it's going to take more than five minutes in an emergency setting to get into it. So, my biggest beef with people, you need to know your allergies, you need to know your medicines, you need to know your basic medical history. The rest, yes, I can go back after the initial issue's over with and I get you stable. But, you know, I need your allergies. I need your medications. And if said person is unable to care for themselves and give that information, then the people bringing them in need to have it with them. That may or may not be possible, right? Especially if somebody who's bringing them in isn't really uh, a caretaker of them, right? If they're a caretaker, if they're a family member, they better damn well have that information. That's what they're there for. You're getting me on a pet peeve high horse here. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, what about... If you're responsible for somebody in that situation, you need to have the paperwork with you to give that information. Oh, okay. Well... So when you have aging parents... You need to know what their medicines are. You need to know their past medical history. You need to know what's going on. Uh, okay. I'm not going to say yes or no. I don't. I, You're honestly, not going to win this one. I'm not going to win this one. I don't know. Um, honestly, I uh, to, to a little bit, uh, I really don't care. Um, I care to the extent that, yeah, it, it helps to get mom or dad the patient a better medical history but you know the patient should have some sort of way to either communicate that or not to the doctor well if the patient is an alzheimer's dementia patient they're not going to know it then they shouldn't be um they should be committed or somehow oh, no, oh, no, 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 or no, somehow no 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 under, no, 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 no. Under just because of... you have alzheimer's dementia no, no, no. doesn't mean you get committed all right let me say it this way Somebody, in that case, somebody should be taking care of that for them. Yeah, but you forget this one little term. It's called denial. Isn't that the river in, in no, Egypt? No, it's not. I, case in point, a person we took care of recently whose child, adult child, and I'm talking over the age of 50, brought their parent in in complete denial had no clue what the history was or meds were, and brought them in saying that she overdosed on a medicine. Okay, but is that person, the adult child, their uh, caregiver? I mean, is that the, the person that's got a medical power of attorney or legal power of attorney? That's what I'm, I'm, I shouldn't say. There, there should be things done, quote-unquote, to prevent, to get somebody who's in Alzheimer's dementia a, a responsible party that's supposed to take care of that for them. The family would first have to admit that there was a problem, and they weren't. Well, then it's a social work problem. It's not a, it's not a nursing problem. It's a nursing problem when you come into the emergency room or you seek care somewhere, and by law now, we have to ask what these things are. And if they can't answer because of their medical condition, the person bringing them in who's saying I'm responsible for her should know or own up to who does. But when you're in denial, it doesn't happen. Then you call in the social worker to start the process to get them. Can't. Can't. Not committed, but in, in the system. Can't. 
if they're in denial, they won't do. They're not going to admit that. Who's not going to admit that? And the, that's the adult a child. Secondary. That's a tertiary thing. Past taking care of the person. You're brought in for an overdose. I'm not going to call in a social worker to deal with your social issues before I treat you for your overdose. No, no. You treat them for the overdose, and then as part of the exit strategy, you knock them over to the social worker. Yeah. Part of treating a person, what they overdosed on, you need to know what the hell they were on. Okay. You see why I become frustrated with my job? Well, yeah. Then you punt, I guess. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. it's... Can we get off the subject... Oh, just wait until later. You're going to have a blast. (laughs) God, what do you have in store for me? (laughs) Well, okay. So we've talked about um, October a little bit. Oh, besides that, it's PALS month, so I've been teaching PALS all this month, Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. And then we had uh, Halloween. Mm -hmm. Yes. My last year of dressing up, thank goodness. Miss Olivia dressed up as Velma. She did. She's very cute, Velma. Yes. Oh, I think the wig was awesome. Oh, yeah, most of the comments yeah. I got on Facebook and Twitter were you looked pretty damn cute. Well, your hair kind of fell out of the wig, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, anything else major from October? No, we still got another day of it left. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, we had the the major thing about. Halloween is trick I've survived the computer program at work. Yeah. I'm getting used to it. So tomorrow's Crazy's Day. Yes. Yes. So yes. Halloween. Mm-hmm. Hey, and I got a question for you. Maybe I have an answer. Podcasting month of November? I'm not doing it. All right. I don't think I am, too. I'm going to do more, but probably not every day. I, I have just can't to finish a project, which I am woefully behind on. And I haven't even gotten out of Motivated Women in several months. Probably more like, hmm, five months. I've got a little tweet from the peanut gallery a asking about Canada. Gallery. A return trip at some point. <laughs> Crystal, what do you think? <laughs> I think somebody needs to earn some money. <laughs> She's tried to. I'm okay. thinking a quarter isn't going to do it. But we'll we'll uh, discuss it offline and let you know, okay? Hmm. All right. So with that, should we take a break? Sure. All right. From the song from Music Alley at musicalley.com, this is Whitney Kelly and London on the BadgerCast. Summer 
Music Alley, that was um, Whitney Kelly and London. And you can find her at WhitneyKelly.com. I like that. Yeah. You believe it? She's only 15 years old. No way. Yeah. Great voice. Yes, very good voice. Um, well, you know what time it is? It's time for the Cheesehead Spotlight. Where you're going to surprise me. Where I'm going to surprise you. Well... Do you know, you're aware, right? I'm usually more aware than you. Uh, yes, you are. Uh, but you're aware that this mo- Tuesday. Yes. Um, the new concealed carry law goes into effect. Uh, I, I've had a little uh, problem with it already, yes. Okay. Um, I believe it's already. No, it, it goes into effect on Tuesday. Well, there are places that have already put it into effect by putting up signs and such. Right. Um, And the story that I have is uh, talks about state buildings primarily. Now, the way I understand the law for private buildings is that concealed carry is legal everywhere in Wisconsin except where it's posted not to carry or not to have. Correct, like on the... The entrances to the hospital, there is a big sign that says, you know, that you cannot carry your weapon into this building. You, If you have said weapon, leave it gun, in your car, gun, knife, whatever it may be, it needs to be locked in the trunk of your car. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and they put this saying all visitors. They don't on the sign at the hospital say except for police. So I, I, I wonder how that really goes through because I don't expect the police to show up and lock their weapons in the car. No, that would be probably against their their duty. It would be against why I want them there in the first place. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's just funny wording. Yeah. Well, under the new rules to take effect, most state buildings will be okay to carry concealed weapons in. Except... Well, no, not except. You can't go into a state building these days without going through security and having to leave your gun or weapon or whatever it may be on you with the security well, people. Well, yes and no. It depends on the building. Now, the rules. Now, this is talking more about the state capital, but it would be in effect for all state buildings. Under new rules taking effect, this is from the journal, and I'll post a, the link out there on the show notes at badgercast.com. Effective Tuesday, most state buildings will be open up to the concealed carry of weapons by permit holders, though buildings that 
house criminals and mental patients will remain off limits. With the new law allowing residents to seek concealed weapons permits starting next week, officials had to decide whether to allow permit holders to carry guns in state buildings. So, basically, the way it's going to work, it's unless it's otherwise posted, you can carry your concealed weapon in a state building, whether at the DMV or at the state capitol. The only places that are not allowed to carry in the state capitol, at least at, at this point, are the Supreme, at the Supreme Court chambers mm-hmm. and the Capitol Police Station, because they're both law enforcement uh, offices. Okay, the 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 assembly and the the senate have to decide for their own. You would think, by virtue of arguments and stuff, that they would not be allowed in there. Well, uh, the way that what I've heard on the news is that the state senate has they're proposing that the senate. On the floor, they're allowed, but in the gallery, they're not. In the assembly, the assembly, it, what I've heard so far is that the assembly would allow concealed carry on both the gallery and the floor. I'm curious. Do you ever, any other states allow concealed carry in their um, state? I don't know. Wisconsin is the within that same setting. Yeah, Wisconsin is the forty ninth state to allow concealed carry. The only state that doesn't allow concealed carry is Illinois. I don't even think they allow open carry. So the only people that are allowed to carry weapons are are police in Illinois. But I'm not sure about that. Maybe barely can tell us. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. I I can only the, the only. I'm guessing Texas. You can. Of course you'd have to in Texas. It's just Texas's image. (laughs) The only time this becomes an issue for me is if I find a weapon on a patient or a visitor. And this actually... And what do you do in that case? Number one, I call security. Mm -hmm. Number two, usually the police are already there and they'll confiscate the weapon. Okay. Unless you have what happened to me several weeks ago where... Family members, I'm assuming family members, I'll say visitors, came in for a patient and were openly carrying knives. And I'm not talking small little pocket knife here. Um, Sheathed knife off his belt. And I point blank said that you need to leave the building. You can come back in as soon as you take your weapon and lock it in the trunk of your car and come back. Okay. He uh, thankfully did that. Well, he 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 made some comments in a language I don't understand. Walked out and didn't come back. Spanish? Yes. Okay. I did alert security as he was leaving to make sure that he left the building. Okay. It gets a little nerve-wracking when your patient and or visitor who doesn't come in with the police openly carries a, a weapon. Now as far as I know in Wisconsin, and maybe if there's anybody out there that can correct me if I'm wrong, we do have an open carry law. We do. Now, the only time that I've ever been there for somebody who, who, who openly carries would be the police officers. Right. When they come in, if they're injured, there is a second officer with them that takes control of that person's duty belt. That duty belt then is either A, in that person's possession, or taken out and locked in their vehicle. Because that duty belt will not get left in any way, shape, or form anywhere where there is not an officer with it. Right. Because that that officer cannot leave his duty belt unattended. Right. That's just a safety. That's a safety thing overall, Mm -hmm. and it's never been an issue with the officers coming in. But if you happen to bring... Somebody brings in a person, and you're going through their their stuff, getting going to take care of them, and you come across a weapon, then it's... Well, first of all, that's illegal currently, unless they're wearing it holstered on their 
people have more than one way to conceal a weapon, and a weapon doesn't actually have to mean that it's a gun. Right. Because I still consider a weapon a knife or a needle or whatever else sharp or deadly right. could pose an immediate threat to anybody. Now, I think in this concealed carry is, is specifically gun-related. I don't know if there's a conceal. And I believe it does, at least at work, the signs um, cover guns, knives, and um, there's a third picture on there. I can't think of what it is. It, 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 for work, at least, it, it yeah, they're covers covering their any, bases. Yeah. any weapon. Yes. But we'll see. Like I said, if we come across a weapon, it's security first. And if it's an imminent danger, it's the police. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be an imminent danger. No, so I don't people, want you to do that either. So people leave your guns and your knives at home. Yes. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't have a problem with concealed carry. No. no. As long as you know how to use what you're packing. Yeah. You know, you, Which brings a whole other debate up that I've heard on the bits and pieces that I hear of the news at work. Oh, yeah, the training is, or the requirements are pretty minimal at this point. And you can get, if I remember right, you can get it online and there's some question to that. And I'm like, really? You can get your stuff online that just doesn't make any sense because how do you prove to somebody physically that you can handle that weapon? And you know what you're doing with it. Well, that's not part of the. It's a. It's a class. It's not a. There's not a requirement for uh, that you have fired the the weapon. Well, blankety blank blank. Shouldn't there be? <laughs> well, that's not the way the. I understand the law to be written. So, common sense would dictate that one know how to use said weapon. Yes, and. They don't send the police out without going through a gun class or target shooting yeah. or taser class or hand-to-hand or whatever it is they have to do to become a police officer. They go through a class or two or three. And they tr- they, they go to the range. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's interesting that there's less of a requirement for concealed carry than for hunting. Now, I know when Ben went through his hunting class, he... He went and they, they shot. They shot. They had, um, gosh, two, two and a half hour class for, gosh, what was that, three weeks? Right. Every day for three weeks? Right. And half of that was at the uh, local shooting range. It's, well, I don't know if I would call it a shooting range, but it's a sports center. It's a shooting range. It's, it's well, To me, I think of a shooting range as in like the police shooting range. To me, that's a sportsman center. Yes, it's a shooting range to a point, but it also goes over hunter, hunting stuff too. Right. It's a hunt. Uh, yeah. it's Because it was hunter safety. It was hunter safety, but they have, uh, I think they even have mock scenarios there too. They do. They have lots of stuff that goes through multiple training things for multiple age levels right so i would inc- you know I, I would have thought or would have liked to have seen that they have at least the same type of training that hunter safety does but it's less so we'll see what happens when it's the laws finally implemented and issues arise which they, they will. inevitably will we know they will so mm-hmm so I thought that was an interesting and topical. Uh, what else happened this week? Stock. Cheesehead spotlight. Yeah. What else happened this week in relation to our state government? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I probably you, have heard it, but I don't. Didn't. Boy, I, I thought you'd be all over this one. They want to recall Walker. Oh yeah. Well, they've wanted to recall Walker f- since he. I understand, but they've made a giant effort. To physically do it. Okay. I think they have to wait until November 15th. That's the date I heard to start uh, the petition drive. Mm-hmm. Because they have to wait until the official is in for a full year. or have, And they can start. And I think they have to backtrack it from that date. And then they can... Anyway, I think the date that they start can start the petitioning is uh, November point, 15th, but I'm not sure. My point 
is that it's coming up very soon. And, and I laugh when they are asked specific questions about their plan, when they say they have no plan, they don't have a plan of who is going to, to ta- who they want to take over. Oh, they absolutely have a plan. If they have a plan, they're not admitting it. And you don't go into something like this, whether they're wrong or right about it, without making that a public plan when they go out to impeach somebody. Well, no, no, they're recalling, first of all. Impeach, recall, it boils down to taking them out of office. Right. But um, I, I'm sure that the the moneyed interests know who they're going to put up against Walker if he if they get enough petition or signatures to recall him. But I'm saying, if you're going out for signatures to recall him, shouldn't the people you're gathering your signature gathering their signatures know who the hell you have in mind and what the plan is? No. Why not? And, and the reason is that it, it's immaterial. No, it's get, not. No, wait a it's immaterial to get. There's the first thing it has to do is you have to say, do we have enough signatures to recall him? That's the first thing, and then the second is once that you you get a recall, then you can have a a campaign and people can decide whether they want to run. They should know that and, to begin with, because if they don't they don't want who they say, then why put your signature there? You're not going. To, because you're kicking the the reason you're putting the signature there is to kick the guy out, because not you to want replace him with somebody there. else. Well, you don't kick somebody out of office just to leave the office empty. Well, you, you kick somebody out of office with the intention of putting who you want there. Right, but who you want won't be known until an actual campaign. There's going to be a date set, and then somebody has to. Asked, want to be a, a candidate, but none of that stuff is going to happen unless you get enough signatures to recall the guy. And I'm saying you should know that up front. Well, that ain't the way it works. I never said I agreed with it, did I? <laughs> no, you didn't. Because I don't agree with drawing. But does it really matter? Spending all this money that we don't have to do it. Yeah, does it really matter who the Democrats put up? Really. At this point, it matters for those who, for the majority of those that I think are on the fence and that their mind would be swayed one way or the other on who they would put in place. Because I think there's a hell of a lot of people out there that aren't wholly for the Democrats or wholly for the Republicans. They're stuck in the middle. They're stuck in the middle, and you have to decide between the lesser of two evils. The lesser of two evils. Usually. and they don't like somebody standing up and pretty much well, then doing saw, what he preached. Well, then you saw, I mean, if you, if you can't, if you don't like Walker and you, you don't know who the new guy is, but you want at least another, a recall election, then you sign the petition. If you have, are generally in favor of uh, what's been happening in Wisconsin for the past year and a half to two years, you don't sign the petition. I don't know. Simple as that. No. Sorry. Don't well, agree. I have a feeling you'll be signing. A, you might sign a petition where I probably won't. No, actually, I won't sign the petition. Oh, good. Neither will I. <laughs> so. At least in this case. In this case. Now, you, they're, they're also considering recalls of state senators and assembly people who were not eligible to be recalled last year. Are these the people that decided to abandon their, their post, in oh. my mind, who should have been out of a job the day they set foot back in Wisconsin? Could be, but that, but there's also um, cases like the Senator Alberta Darling, who was a Republican who, was re, who had to face recall election because she voted for um, the collective bargaining law. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be people who are were not eligible to be recalled last year because they were just reelected or elected, mm-hmm. who are now going to be eligible to be recalled this year because they've already they've served their year. So now we may have a whole another set of state senators and state assemblymen that are going to be recalled. And I go back to a comment I made before. Is it better to recall somebody and? churn up a lot of other bull 
than it is to sit back and do what you can from, a, from the normal process of what goes on in government and work within the system to either fight against what they're doing and come up with a thing with the people who are in office rather than to put everybody in a state of flux and not know what their jobs are because then they're not going to pay attention to what their job is. They're going to focus on keeping their job and not do what they were there to do in the first place, which isn't just, I'm going to do this, this, and this. I got to work within the people and the constituents and get their stuff. To me, it makes more sense to do that than it does to recall them. Absolutely. But Danny, but, um, they don't want to, they, the ones who want to recall probably don't want to work that because that would mean that they selfish and manipulative. Because they lost in Sore 2010. Losers. And they don't want to wait till 2014 when they can put they their own candidate in. They for don't government. want to admit that what they're doing may be worse than leaving them in office and working with the rest of the system. I don't know. I'm not them, but they don't want to wait. You started this. Just remember that. I know I did. Now, it does beg the question that the, the recall law is pretty liberal in the state of Wisconsin. I would prefer, if it were me, that the recall law be only for legislators who violated the law or um, did something that was grossly malfeasance while in office. So in other words, you recall them because they were bad, not because you didn't like what they did, their policy. So you, you know, I already thought that was the way it was written. That's the way I thought it was written, too, but it seems to be not followed very well. Hmm. It may be just too, I mean, it may be too um, loose of a, a recall statute. And I think, they've, I think there has been uh, thought about tightening that up. But in order to do that, they have to get the legislators who are being recalled to... Do their job? To, well, to do their job and to vote on that and to get the governor to sign it. So I'm hearing a whole lot of I'm not doing my job. Yeah. Well, welcome. To, that's politics, isn't it? We've always said they needed to reform. It's just not the way to do it in my book. Okay. Well. What's next on your agenda? I think that's you. Me. What you been reading? Oh, I've been reading lots of stuff. I have gone back to read um, Hugo, Hugo Cabret, Hugo, C-A-B-R-E-T. It is written, um, oh shoot, what's the author's name? I can't think of the author's name. It's a um, children's book, and they're making a movie out of it soon, and I saw the trailer for the movie, and it's... Basically, this kid who is in a train station dealing with clocks and keeping the clocks running and stuff. It's So far, it's a good story. It's different because the book is like three and a half inches thick. And it's more pictures than writing most of the time. Mm. But it's a good book. I'm about halfway through it. Okay. And he has another a second book that Ben just showed me this week. Again, written that same style picture book but not really I mean not it's not really a kid's book you get a lot more out of the pictures sometimes than what you do out of the reading so whoever illustrated did a damn good job good cool you'll find the link <laughs> yeah I guess I will all right so voicemail and I guess I have to apologize again why because we lost our voicemail for a couple of days hmm so we have a new one back? No, we have the same one back. How'd you manage that? Well, it went away, but you have... A grace period? A grace period to reinstall, reinstate. Wow. So our number is still 262-649-8550. You remembered that after two and a half months. Yes, I did. So um, we've got some voicemails. We do. Yes, we do. We've got a lot of unknown numbers, which I think are... Uh, Spam. Spam. Yes. Well, let's find out. Well, I don't. I'm not going through all those all spam numbers. 
but I do have some that are... Uh, well, what if they're not spam? Well, I kind of previewed them. Oh, you did. Yeah. So I think this one might be spam, though. Gotta take a chance. Think about possibly trying to lower your interest rate. Yeah, that's I think spam. that was spam. <laughs> All right. This one I know is not spam. And um, it's from our friend. We uh, have lots of friends. Charlie White. Mm. Maybe. Come on. Oh, really? Let's try that one. Technology? Hi, guess who? None other than Charlie White from Englewood, Colorado. Just wanted you to say, say, I just... Let me start again. Toy book, toy book, toy book. Hi, Charlie White from Englewood, Colorado. Just calling in to say, great to be listening to another... Well, I'm doing just wonderful. <laughs> Did Charlie need to restart the day? Yeah. What'd oh. you do? Did you mess it up or did he mess it up? Well, he called back, but now I don't seem to see that. That one doesn't seem to come. It just stops. Well, All right, Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Sorry. The sentiment was good. Hold on. Hope we'll you're doing good. I know he's running. Yeah. All right. We'll try this one more time. Nah, it's toast. Okay. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> um, thanks for calling, though. Can't say sorry, Charlie, that way. I have flashbacks to the 70s in tuna. Only? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we get another phone call. Um, I think this one is from Crystal. I'm not sure. Hey, guys. It's Manager John. Manager John. I'm calling to say congratulations on completing the Scenic Shore 150. That is awesome. Good job. Uh, I also want to say, you know, Dale... We were, we were really curious about, you know, that secret trip. He went up north and then finding out that it was a uh, or, um, Barely's wedding. You know, I'm sure there was a place in your suitcase you could have smuggled us. That would be cool. We would have liked to have been. <laughs> we would have loved to. Because I think I barely forgot to send us our invite. <laughs> we're all sad about that. So I'm glad you guys found a new car, a new-ish car, and I'm glad. I hope it's, uh, it solves your commuting issue. Uh, we're dealing with our own right now. But we'll all get through it. And we'll all be better for it. So, anyway, I'm glad to hear you guys came back with another show. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. I know what we missed in October. What? Our trip to Chicago. We can go back and talk about that in a minute. Well, we can talk about it now. In the middle of voicemails? Sure. I can then have to start with congratulations, Manager John. Yes. On finishing the Chicago Marathon. In a record time. Yeah. For, for you. He beat his record. He yes. beat his previous record for a marathon. And if I remember correctly, he's coming up on this next marathon in less than two weeks. Yes, the mustache. He's going to grow mustache for this marathon. Actually, this it's the Movember marathon, I guess, up there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember what the name of it is. Yes. I just know he's crazy for doing the second one so soon. So good luck to that, and mm-hmm. good luck on growing your mustache for November. Yeah, but we spent a nice day um, on a boat tour with him and um, Charlene. Charlene and CB. Yep, and then we went shopping. We on, did. On the Magnificent Mile in mm-hmm. Chicago, and we passed the Apple Store, and I thought that was awesome. Did you remember that? All of the tributes. Oh, the tributes to, to um, Steve, yeah, Steve Jobs. Um, and then we went to Water Tower Place. That's where we did the shopping. Did the shopping, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. And you, what did you buy? I got my, a little tea thing to steep my tea and not have to do it out of bags. Okay. So really uh, nice. Did you like the tea you got? Oh, I already had the tea. Oh, it's okay. the Havana tea, which is licorice and peppermint together. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. You even liked it. I even liked it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had a great time. We went to Pizzeria Uno for lunch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yum, yum. So. I'll have to go with Pizzeria Uno barely over Giordano's. Giordano's? Okay. We'll, we'll see what he says. He'll go for Giordano's. I know. Let's see. So um, let's see what, what we got here. 800 number. I'm guessing... Um, 
That wasn't spam, but we'll see. Uh, maybe not. Come on. Open up. Have you ever heard of a phone? You betcha. <laughs> you know, I haven't heard. Have you? Yeah, but it was a recorded message. Okay. Okay. So, I think this one is from our friend. It's called Spin the Wheel Voicemails. Here. Spin the Wheel Voicemail. This one, I think, is from Crystal. Hello, Badger peeps. It's Crystal calling, and I just had a little bit of a Badger Cast marathon, and I've missed birthdays, and I've missed anniversaries, and I've missed walks, and I've missed rides, and I just want to say congratulations, happy birthday, and sorry about broken arms, and everything else <laughs> in between. I hope you guys are well. I miss you, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to check in and say hey, let you know I'm still here. Love you both. Hi to the kids. Talk to you soon. Bye. Olivia misses you, too. <laughs> she does. Uh, how we started off, she wants to visit again. We all want to visit again. All right. And then we got one from our friend, Barely. Hey, Dale and Julie. It's Barely. And just finished listening to the most recent show, and I had a question for you. When did Milwaukee go back to the American League? Dale? You went to see the American League Central National. Brewers. I didn't know they would switch back to the American League. National. When did that happen, Dale? In I'm 1982, when I remember. The American League, and then they switched to the National League. But when did they switch back? I haven't seen that happen yet. They hmm. didn't. It was a senior moment. Oh, yeah. By the way, sorry, Julie, but more stuff is going to kind of be that you're just going to go, geez. Yeah, Dale, you're going down in fantasy football, my friend. You're going down. I have your quarterback, and I have your defense. You mean Jealous? the Packer quarterback <laughs> and the Packer defense? Oh, yeah, defense? also, I'm your backup quarterback, too. <laughs> and the I Packer backup? Middle son was really ticked off seeing that those were my picks. So, mm, anyway, actually, he's not I so much. I thought I would let you know. And really, Dale, American League? That's been over 10, 12 years now? Yeah, I know. Really? Really? Yeah. Senior moment. Senior moment. Just wait. Now that you have a full house, too, you might get one of those every once in a while yourself. Well, thank you for the call. And we have the National League Central Division champions, Milwaukee Brewers, who almost became the... Pennant winning Milwaukee Brewers, but, yeah, but they, they lost to St. Louis. up the last couple games. Yeah. And now that the World Series is over and the, I hate to say this, the St. Louis Cardinals won. Yeah. 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 It's football now. It's football. Pure, All right. and simple. <laughs> it's and gonna... we're on a bye week, so it really didn't matter this yep. much in the house. Yep. What was that from the peanut gallery? How about them Rams? How about them Rams? There you go. What, hap- I know. what happened with the Rams? Did I miss something? They suck. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At least there's some football justice there. Okay. okay. And I think that uh, pretty much, except there's this 1630. Should I try it? I don't have the controls in front of me. Uh, let's see. Live a little. No, never mind. Never mind. So... That's all of the voicemails for now, and you can give us a call back. Uh, Charlie? Yep. If you'd like to. Or? You can get a hold of me on Twitter or Facebook, or you could go to badgercast.com. I don't remember. Or you can email us at thebadgercast at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Google+. Plus. Oh. I could send you an invite to Google+, Plus if you'd like to I have the invite already. I'm not feeling the... You're not feeling the Google Plus love? No. (laughs) I have enough to handle with Twitter and Facebook. And Facebook and Twitter and... Yeah. You know, I'm also on clout, which is just, clout is just a scoring mechanism for 
social media. Whatever. Okay. Well, you're not on cloud. No, I'm not. And I'm on cloud. So? You are. You have a bigger social media presence than I do. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Well, How do you figure? Well, that's. I'll show you after the show. <laughs> okay. All right. So, good night, everybody. Night.